the college football experience possible 16 team playoff episode says the Big 10 on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering seventy percent off if you go to ipvanish.com/sgp. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Possible 16 team playoff episode. Wow. My name is Colby swinging database, Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. (laughs) <laughs> you thought we're just going to give you more team previews. Those are coming. We're in the middle of breaking down all 131 teams in all the land, but we wanted to talk about this because it is pretty revealing. Multiple people have been talking about this uh, within the big 10. So it's, it's noteworthy. So uh, it's emergency pod worthy. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for farmer, farmer, JMU Duke defensive back. The burrito eating, side line kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, and you hung in with the best college football yes. in the land. Why not go to 16? I've only been saying this for fucking 40 years. You have been on the forefront of the uh, playoff expansion movement. Since uh, at least since yeah. we started, but prior to that, since the first time I watched a college football game, <laughs> I said, "Huh, why is it only matching the top two teams?" And who says in the top two teams? Yes. Why is it matching number two versus number four? Clear conflict of interest, too. Yeah. Uh, but Patty C, uh, Kevin Warren, commissioner of the Big Ten, he uh, alluded to a 16-team playoff. Gene Smith, the athletic director of the Ohio State University. He alluded to a 16 team playoff. Barry Alvarez, University of Wisconsin's athletic director and former, former uh, Rose Bowl champ. There you go. He alluded uh, to a 16 was team Alvarez, playoff. Uh, part of the uh, college football playoff committee at one point. I think he was. I think he was. Some big names in the room, you know, breaking this they've news. They've all kind of hinted at this, or which suggesting, makes yeah. yeah, it makes perfect sense. You know, uh, I know everyone's making fun of the ACC and Pac-12 for not uh, electing for the 12-team playoff. The Big Ten was right there with them, and everyone was dumbfounded by that. But it makes a lot of sense now that Fox brokered that deal, basically 
to have USC and UCLA join the Big Ten. And uh, now you're kind of at this point where everything is becoming clear. Like Kevin Warren was basically snake in the grass uh, if you're an ACC or Pac 12 fan because, you know, oh, the Alliance, a handshake deal, but really he knew. Uh, that fought that basically the playoffs, the 12 team playoff by Greg Sankey and, and uh, Bowlesby uh, and Swarback uh, was, was being referred to, I think, uh, or being, being talked about. That was an ESPN only thing. Yeah. Completely so, ESPN in control of the, uh, the entire playoff. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Kevin Warren, I mean, it makes perfect sense. There is that why not open it up to the open market, but oh, that's humongously important for like, you know, if you're of the impression that maybe ESPN, especially aren't they part of the uh, selection committee? Aren't they, don't they uh, determine the selection committee members to an extent? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I am sorry. I just got alerted that our sound bites. Why is that interesting? Interesting. Um, well, my apologies on that. Our soundboard was not working. So let's just start from the top then. Let's just start from the top. Um, what do you make of this this nonsense, Patty C? What do you make of all this stuff with uh with uh you know the the possible sixteen team playoffs? So I guess what eight would be what or I guess what, how was that? I right in, in saying that ESPN um was determining who was in the college football playoff committee? Uh and as as far as ranking the uh the, the teams, po- the, the posters. I know they have a gigantic. I don't, I don't know if they are solely, but I know that they definitely have a gigantic influence on that. I believe, you know, especially the bowl games, they, they are dictating where all the bowl games are going. Yeah, certainly so. their platform, you know, they can use their platform, but Fox can do that presently too. Well, that's the downside. I mean, look first, I am all in favor of, I think 16 is way better than four, way better than eight, way better than 12. Yeah. But I want automatic qualifiers. I want to me, all the conferences to be represented, which it appears that, that judging by uh, big 10 media day and sec media day. No, they're just going to have their own. uh, I mean, I think they're going to go outside of those two conferences, but pending on the years, I mean, that's the downside of it is to me. I just, I hate when you leave it up to the committee. I don't trust that clear conflict of interest. And, uh, but I did want to, I am more football is always a win. It is, in my opinion. Um, so that's why Coach Leach, sixty-four team playoff. <laughs> I am all fucking on board. First step. Right? Um, but uh, I mean, let's hop into this because I went. I went back through to all the way to two thousand ten, and I guess the first question, Patty C, was: Do you think a sixteen would beat a one? Because I looked at the playoff rankings slash BCS rankings, mostly all playoff rankings, with the exception of I think what three years. Uh, with the the BCS, but do you think a six team would beat a one? I certainly think it's possible. I mean, I was trying to do this uh, independent of you, just on my own today, because someone made an argument, and I was thinking, like, if we're if we're trying to look at like what the teams have accomplished uh, during the regular season and use that as a predictive metric for what's going to happen in the postseason. You can't really be like, okay, well, the 16 team lost to the one, so therefore that's what would happen in the postseason. They're ranked 16 because they lost to the one, right? But when you get to the postseason, you're supposed to be like, okay, the four 
shouldn't beat the one, but the four has won as many national championships as the one and not saying the four has done as well as the one as, and, and it shouldn't. But I think the fact that they have beaten the one shows on a couple of occasions shows that it's possible. I think it's definitely possible. Schedule manipulation to me is a gigantic uh, ingredient in, in, and why I deem, you know, uh, we love college football as much as anybody, but why I've been saying for a long time that it's an ass backwards system. The best teams only play four away games a year for the most part. Yeah. And they don't really get a lot of back to back away games. Yeah. So I totally believe that when you're you faced. will have teams uh outside of the top four winning the national championship. That's true too. I think within the first five years that will happen. Uh Maybe, maybe you can make a case uh, Without, outside the top four. I, I completely. Well, agree. well, this is this is two rounds of home games also being proposed here, which I, I do love that. Two rounds of home games. I like that, but I also do think that will be harder for the the seeds further back to pull off the win. But I'm going to rattle off the one sixteens that would have happened. So last year we would have gotten Oklahoma at Alabama, Patty C. I think Oklahoma's a live dog. Well, if. LSU kept it within seven. If Florida kept it within, they should have lost to if, to Auburn. I yeah. know that was on the road. If Auburn took them to Overton, uh, LSU was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I mean, all what did Florida go last year? What was their record? Six and seven. Six and seven. LSU, six and seven. seven yeah. Auburn, six and seven. seven yeah. yeah. So all three those. losing teams, and uh, and then A and M they lost to on the road. Uh, I think there. I think if this was there last year, you could have seen a 16 beat a one. Now I, I still probably would have bet against it, but I do think Oklahoma Bama was more susceptible last year than most Bama teams. So I t- would not have shocked me if Oklahoma won that, won that game, especially with Caleb Williams playing better each week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 2020 would have been BYU at Alabama. Okay. I think Alabama would have won by probably, probably 28, 35, something like 2020? that. 2020. Are we sure about that? I mean, BYU had almost an undefeated season. They got down I to just the think one to yard go into line. Tuscaloosa. It's true. It becomes yeah. a lot. If you're a betting man, especially yeah. with Bama, anytime Bama is the one seed. Yes. In that scenario, the most talented team in the country being the one seed, you're less likely to win that. But in years where Clemson is the one seed, like I was looking at this. Okay. I know that Clemson, um, let me pull this up. But they're god damn, this is all over the place. Um, I'll pull it up in a second. But I, I on one of their championship years, they beat Louisville by six. They beat Florida State by three. They won another close uh, game by I mean, six. And and the ACC. That's what I'm saying. Those Clemson years, I am totally buying in to the to the pos- I mean, NC State missed like three field goals that one year. Like NC State should have beat Clemson and then knocked yeah, them out. Yeah. Anytime uh, like anyone but Bama is the one seed. Then that makes the 16 seed that much more live of a dog well, against the one seed. Well, 2019 would have been Iowa at LSU. I think LSU would have because that was the Joe 2019, Brady. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2018 would have been West Virginia at Alabama. I think West Virginia would have got murked, right? Yeah. Here's the one where I think it would have been interesting. 2017 Michigan State at Clemson. Michigan State was the four seed. No, the sixteenth seed. The sixteenth seed. Yeah. Oh, and Clemson was one. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, that to me is one that's possible. I understand Clemson was really good, but I still think Michigan State was a great defensive team. 
anything could have happened there. If uh, that, I believe that Clemson team lost to Pitt, who was very similar. Narduzzi came from Michigan State with the yeah. Don, with D'Antonio, right? Yeah. Um, if anything, Michigan State has more talent on their roster than Pitt typically, and more talent than most of the other ACC teams. Yeah. Um, a West Virginia at Bama again in 2016. That's a that's a shellacking. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one. 2015, Oklahoma State at Clemson. That's, That's what I'm talking potential. about. That's what I'm talking about. And look, guys, if if one game in the first round, just like it is in the uh, NCAA tournament, one versus sixty-four, they've got it dialed in. So it's like, okay, it's a real, real small chance that the sixteen team beats the one. But guess what? Two versus fifteen happens pretty much every year. Yeah. Well. Well. No, I don't even think. I mean, Not, starting maybe. to more and more. Starting to more and more. Uh, but uh, well, that's the thing. That's the thing that I think all conference winners should have. That's why I think your one seed should be playing the Mac or the CUSA champion. To, you know, you should have some type of of, of committee ranking the conferences. Uh, and and last year, let's say, uh, you know, Northern Illinois is playing Alabama. I know that blowout. People will say that's going to be a blowout. That's unnecessary. Well, that's happening anyway in the regular season. <laughs> Yeah. If anything, they're playing the uh, worst Mac school. So you might as well just have that game happen. Yeah. Right. And it's a ton of excitement around these small towns. Uh, And I also believe there would be certain years where I just think it makes more sense to, 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 to have the conference winners because I think it's going to get very, you're going to have a lot of arguments. There are a lot of reasons why having the group of five conference champions is more appealing and better for the sport than having the 16th ranked team, you know? Yeah. A, they probably haven't already played some of the better teams in the, uh, uh, in the top end of the rankings. Whereas teams like in the power five that are ranked 10 through 16 already have. And that's why they're, you know, 10 through 16, but you like last year we had, uh, and we could do this a a bunch, but at the end of uh, the conference championship weekend, you have Louisiana sitting there, at 12 and one. Well, that's what I'm saying is you have a clear, I I've said this forever, Texas and Miami and teams that, that get the benefit of the doubt. I mean, you could have like an eight and four Texas. Well, I could, I'm going to bring this up. I mean, we actually. have eight I, and four Arkansas above Louisiana last year. Yeah. That's ridiculous to me. Yeah. You go 13 and one and your first law, lo- your only loss is the first game of the season. Yeah. And well, you beat a power you know five team. Mean? Yeah. Uh, I find that ridiculous. Um, but hold on. So the other one, Oklahoma State at Clemson. I'm all in that. That probably could be an upset. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a dogfight. What year are we at now? That's 15. Okay. 2015. 2014 would have been Missouri, Alabama, Pinkle against uh, Saban. I don't know that they played in the regular season. Um, I should pull that up. Let me quickly look at 2014 Alabama schedule, but. Um, I totally believe with this format, even though I, I, I like I said, I, I want to take the, the committee out of this. Yes. Have a committee for your, your six teams. I want 10 conference winners. I want something no matter a matter of fact, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we can't dispute this. Yeah. Um, but uh, hold on. Alabama up. did rail them in the sec championship game 42, 13, but how much different is that than some of the uh, one versus four games we've seen? So well, and, and you got to remember that they wouldn't if I think if they were ranking these much like in college basketball, they try to avoid the rematch. Yeah. Right. Um, so they probably would have put Missouri at 15 in the 16 team or the 15 team at 16. I don't know, but uh, 
LSU at Florida State in 2013, Patty C. Come on. Yeah. Well, that, Florida, Florida State, State was, was the one. They won the national championship that year. BCS, right? Uh, but LSU, I mean, Florida State was playing nobody in the ACC. That's a game. That is a game. That 16 seed could have won, right? 2013. Yeah. Let me see what LSU. LSU was 10 and 3. How do they do against Auburn? They beat Auburn 35 21, and Florida State uh, needed the last play of the game, right? Yeah, to beat Auburn. Yeah. Dude, come on. That's a perfect example. Uh, 2012 would have been Nebraska at Notre Dame. Notre Dame was the one seed. Notre Dame was highly overrated. That's I think so. Nebraska could have won that game. Yeah. Nebraska was 10 and three. It was Bo Pelini's team. Uh, 2011, Georgia at LSU. Hmm. Well, Georgia was the 16. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, of course. And then 2010, Alabama at Auburn iron bowl. How great would that be too? Actually 2011, we did see Georgia LSU. It was a stomping in the sec championship games to so scratch that. Yeah. What was yeah. that score? 42 to 10. Damn. Uh, 2010, Alabama, Auburn at Auburn. So you would get the iron bowl again, right? Yeah. With higher stakes, which I think is a win. I know most people would say it would devalue the first one. Well, the first one got Auburn to play the home game, right? Was, let me see what that was. Uh, that was uh, Alabama lost to Auburn in 2010, and they maintained the one seed. No, no, Auburn had the one. Auburn seed. was the one yeah. seed. Yeah. So Al- it's Bama's the 16 seed. They're playing at Auburn. Wow. And Auburn won that game 28-27, and that was the Cam Newton epic comeback game. I right guarantee there. you. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, Patty, see that I think there's a possible four or five on here of 16s beating a one. Yeah. Um. So people that think that all of oh don't let the 16 team. Look, if it's it's one thing if you let in the conference winners, because I think then you'd probably be like, if I had to go through and look at all the CUSA or MAC uh, championship winners and line them up, you're probably gonna you're probably you're gonna, gonna take some ass probably gonna have those all be ass whoopings. But this is opening a brand new can of worms. Um, another thing that I think would be fantastic though is some of these pe- other matchups you would have. Like you would you would get a civil war matchup in the playoff, Oregon Oregon State. Yeah, one of these years, and and uh, and I had it as uh, Michigan, Michigan State in the first in, in the first round of the playoffs. So imagine college football would be thriving, and then you imagine two home games. I I think that would be absolutely that fantastic. Be a, but a, a new flavor for people to get used to, I think, is having a rematch. I mean, we've had it for a while. Kill the bowl games. Yeah, I, I've been saying this for fucking twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, kill the bowl games. They, if you're killing all this other tradition, if you're killing. USC Stanford. If you're killing yeah. uh, the backyard brawl, if you've you're essentially killing, killed the yeah. Rose Bowl at this yes. point, then you get have killed both. Rid of them. Yeah. Get rid of them. I mean, it's so obvious. Like I could care less about the fucking bowl games. I, I, no one does. No one has cared about those. It's just oh, it's a football game. Oh yeah, we'll watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I I totally think that there'd be a lot of 16 seeds that, that would actually pull off the upset petty C, but I am, I am scared that like, like, like we alluded to, I can pull up, let's go, let's go year by year here. Uh, I know last year you already made the point that Louisiana would have been left out. They would have won their conference and had just one loss on their, on their schedule. See, that's ridiculous to me because yeah. if you're putting in teams that have lost four times and I understand you can make the get like wake forest was 11 and three. Louisiana was 13 to one, right? Uh, if you're going to be putting in teams that will lost three or four times yeah, over a team, I don't give a shit. You're playing FBS football. 
I still think they deserve that shot. If you, especially if you have a 16 team playoff. Well, and especially because like part of the reason for the playoff is because you have 130 teams and like what happens with these group of five teams is usually they're just ruled out by the committee and never actually given a serious chance. Well, and that's kind of what this expanded playoff should provide is these teams an actual chance to prove themselves in a again, high stakes setting. Preseason rankings, they start off against them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they have to actually earn their way where meanwhile, if you're fucking, I don't know, one of these schools, if you're, if you're Oklahoma state and you go eight and four, where you started in the top 10. Yeah. So you're kind of just floating there the whole, the whole season. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I think that the number of teams that, you know, in the group of five that would play better than their expectation that, you know, like a 12, oh, what are some of the great FCS teams that we or a group of five teams that we've seen Boise, Boise, I mean, TCU. I honestly UCF, think since he, yeah, I mean, you can go on. I mean, I, I, uh, Tulane went undefeated in 98. Uh, BYU's had some great years. Uh, back to TCU had some great years uh, before they were in the, yeah. I mean, you then. can go on and on and on, on uh, like each year. Marshall, I think had an under uh, a 13 one season, 14, one season, something like that. Yeah. Um, each year there's that, that that's what I think they're missing out on here. And I hope that uh, look, I want 16. That'd be great. But I just think that it needs to be a merit system. It needs to be. I'd, I'd prefer the BCS because it doesn't have, it doesn't have the. Uh, I, I get it. It's still going to be a bit jaded with the strength of the schedule, but I think you cannot have people from the SEC and Big yeah. Ten and these other conferences calling the shots the because less, they're going to call for their own people. Yeah, the less of a committee, the less of a subjective, uh, kind of opinion-based decision that you can put into place, the better. Or the more, yeah, the the more solid of a a, a, a mathematical system, a mathematically based, a merit based system, as opposed to a subjective system. Obviously, the better. I just think it's fantastic too, though. If if you do, do do go with this, if you had some type of system in play that had some type of rule, like basically saying if you went, you know, uh, if any group of five went thirteen and one or twelve and one, they they should get like an automatic bid. Even if you're not gonna do your conference, well, if, here's the thing. But then, then you schedule lighter, right? Yeah, and and now we have another conference coming up. Pretty, the WAC is coming back. I mean, what happens if we get to 16 conferences? What if these? Uh, well, the WAC is FCS. Oh, they're gonna. They be FCS. might be FBS. I don't know. It's it's crazy right now with them. That bunch of teams left, and that's and, right. They and, are gonna. Yeah. Point. they're they're basically D two teams coming up to FCS. Is that what? Yeah, but they're gonna join the CUSA. So okay. I don't know that the, the WAC was trying to go F, F, FBS, but it seems yeah. like that might have fell apart right now. Well, I think with with access for any conference champion, you're going to see probably a bit of an effort to go to a conference that the path is going to be easiest for some of these teams to get into the playoffs. Well, not if you have like to me, I think if you do have some type of system, not people like the BCS, they don't, then you'd want to schedule aggressively to get yourself up there. Well, if you're going against a weak schedule and, and from the start, then it's fucked. You're a little bit fucked, but I'm saying, well, no, though, what I'm saying is like, if you can just schedule a weak schedule and then win your conference championship and get into the playoff based on that, I would think I mean, Bronco Mendenhall is out there saying, uh, I want our scheduling model to be the least hard games possible. I want 12 easy teams on my schedule. He's out there saying that, Well, you that's know? what because he's saying that because he's probably looking at what the powers are doing. Of course. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying though, is that's only going to encourage that a little more. I think that that's 
a potential drawback. I, I see of, of the conference winners of, of conference champions being, you know, I automatic. don't think so because if you had your, if, cause then the next round, well, the problem is the money drops for you, which is just as big a factor, you know, for a lot of these schools. No, but I'm, I'm talking about like the, the non uh, the, the outright bids would be off strength of schedule. So you'd want to cover your ass. If you're Virginia, you're saying, I want to schedule aggressively in case I don't win the ACC so that I can, if I, if I, if, I, if, if we're right there, yeah, uh, our strength of schedule might get us in. Yeah, sure. There's definitely, you know, yeah. The fact, I think that that's true. I think you need a little bit of a mix of conference champions and some subjectivity, some at large bit at large bids, which would have to be pretty much determined by a committee unless I could, you could think of a different way or someone could think of a different way. But I think largely, I think if you had 16 spots and 10 of them were determined by conference champions and you had enough wiggle room for six at large teams to make it too, I think that's great. 3802 in the chat says, I even want the big sky represented, make it points based. It would, it would take the uh, underhanded tactics, getting uh, the big boys in. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think you could do that. I mean, there's many ways to do this, but it, unfortunately I do think that ship kind of sailed and now the big 12, I'm not the big 12, the big 10 and the sec will call the shots. I just hope they, they don't cause that's, what's going to be hilarious is if they do the 16 team playoff and Louisiana is left out and they're 13 and one and your national champion is say 10 and four. Yeah. Or 10 and, or, you know, 12 and four. Yeah. You're then you're going to say, fuck issues. you. We, we, I, I would, if I were the other schools, I'd say, no, we want a national championship. Yeah. And I think that's what they're going to open itself up more, which will probably open itself up to more expansion <laughs> down the road. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's, there's dude, a- if you go 13 and one and the, the champion goes, yeah. And you're left out, then you have a pretty big bone to pick. I agree. And I think it's bound to happen. By adding, we just went through if you all don't, those. If you don't go conference champions, we we, we just went into all those one uh, sixteens. That's not even the second round. If you go into the second round where they're playing the winner of the seven eight or the eight nine or whatever, then you're talking like okay, let's say Alabama beat Oklahoma last year. Well, then the second game in Tuscaloosa would have been uh, you know the winner of Oklahoma State Ole Miss. Yeah. Or, or, you know, maybe that's not the perfect example to use. Uh, I'm just saying either I, way. Yes. Yeah. The more rounds against higher ranked teams, you know, then yes, the odds that you lose that the one seed loses go up, you know, and the, the odds that the one seed is just, or, or obviously the odds that a one through four seed is going to win the championship are drastically reduced by each new team you add. Yeah, and I think that would I I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to shake out George Klavikov, Patty C. He was asked about the uh the Big 12 uh and uh and asked if uh you know, the Big 12 is saying they're open for business. And he goes, "Well, with respect to the Big 12 being open for business, we appreciate that. We have not decided whether or not we're going to go shopping there." Yeah. Some shade. <laughs> Some shade. Uh it's Pretty bold, pretty bold to think that you know he's got the upper hand. I guess. Well, TV ratings. If that's the thing, if that's he does, it. I don't know. I mean, it it it's a it's a crazy scenario here. But I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the possible sixteen team playoff that we got going here. Anything else you want to add to this? I mean, I do think there's there's a great upside. Even with this, I'd be furious if I was Louisiana or Boise State or something. But I do think 
more games is always better. And, and having, and I've always thought they've undersold the college stadium environment. Yeah. Like that is your selling point, And you guys have ignored it for these stupid bowls for so long. If you would like to give you an idea, last year's uh, playoffs would have been like this Oklahoma at Alabama. Yeah. Right. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to go that Insane game's awesome. Yeah. The, the, the ratings would be through the fucking roof. Yeah. You would have Iowa and Michigan, a rematch. They just played in Indianapolis. That game sucked in Indianapolis. I actually think Iowa's chances of beating Michigan are better in Ann Arbor. A hundred percent. So you would have been in in Ann Arbor, which Probably a better I'll, game. But yeah. a lot of times I do like a rematch. I'm not like I feel like most people say, "Oh, we saw that game." I, yeah. I think it adds an element of like, "Hey, can we correct these things?" Yeah, I mean, we and, saw and a rivalry Georgia gets versus stronger. Alabama last yeah. year. Yeah, a rivalry and the rivalry gets stronger. Oregon would have went to Athens. Hey. They're playing week one this year and they're playing in a stupid Mercedes Benz stadium. This would have been fantastic to see in the playoffs. Oregon was, uh, went to Ohio state and won, and they, they, their one loss was a questionable loss. I'm sorry. Their one, uh, they had two losses in the regular season, but uh, was at Stanford when, when Joe Moorhead wasn't even eligible to come to the game because he was in the hospital. There's their offensive coordinator. And then there were some questionable calls. Yeah. So they might've had, they might've been in had it not been for that. So we get to see them play between the hedges. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. BYU at Cincinnati. Can you s- sign me up for that That's all a day? Fight. Right? Yeah. Pitt at Notre Dame. And the winner, and this is in December. So how awesome would it be to see these football games going on? I've always thought these bowl games suck. They're all they're all down there and it's an advantage to the teams in the South, right? Yeah. Or or in LA. H- how great would it be seeing December games in mid in in Ann Arbor? in South Bend and in Cincinnati or Columbus, Ohio. So Pitt at Notre Dame and the winner would play at Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's amazing. Uh, what I think, you know, having that conversation, I was talking to some guy who, you know, went to the uh, big 10 championship game and they were talking about how all four of the, uh, or four out of the five power five conference championship locations are in domes. And he's all for it. You know, he prefers the dome for the championship experience where he doesn't have to worry about cold weather. Cause he paid a hundred dollars and traveled. It's like, dude, that's the kind of guy we need to stop appealing to. Right. And we need to start, you know, people are the, the, the casual fan is kind of just a follower. And like if four out of the five conference championships are in domes, they're going to say that's where conference championships and playoff football is held. But if you just put not them historically, out. right? Not if, historically. If you put yeah. them out in the cold, then that's the kind of fan that'll also be like, "Oh, I actually like it out in the cold. It's so much better." It's because that's what they're exposed to. That's what like they just take what the 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 the, the practice is, the the accepted practice. So you got to make that the accepted practice. Shout out to Patty Pancake who says, "Colby Dan is the people's champion." Glory be. Uh, Yes, I mean, look. So, and some of the other matchups would have been Utah at Ohio State. So instead of in the Rose Bowl, which I don't give a fuck about the Rose Bowl, give me that game in Columbus in December. That's awesome, right? Michigan State at Baylor, and get this: if Michigan State won that game, they would have played in Ann Arbor. Come on, yeah, this would be fantastic. Oklahoma State at Ole Miss, that'd be fun. That would, I mean, two fire. I mean exciting brands of, of offense. Traditionally. I mean, I yeah. know Oklahoma state was more of a defensive team last year, but come on. These games would have been fucking fantastic. They like if, even if they give a 16 and I still, am going to be mad that like, like I said, Louisiana or Boise state's fucked over. Yeah. That's still awesome. That's still way better yeah. than anything we've had in college football ever. Yeah, I agree. And I, 
you know, call it what you want. I guess you could say that the regular season, but we we've said this a bunch, like the gauntlet is part of what we think makes a champion, you know? And the fact that some of the teams during the regular season face much more of a gauntlet type scenario than others, just because not only do they have the power to schedule uh, who they want, they have less conference games and their conference is doing them favors by giving them less of a gauntlet situation. Then you really need to like put them in that situation to determine if they're really the champion. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that's, that's, I, I look, I'm all on board. And it's, I actually think it would open it up. I think eventually you get to 24 because I do think you would have what happens if a fucking uh, Sunbelt team is, is a 13 and one, you know, and they're left out. And, and I, I just think it's, 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 it'll work itself out then. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like college basketball is like various like ways to kind of, they put them through different tests. They put them through the regular season test. Then they put them through the conference tournament test. And then they put them through the uh, NCAA, tournament. NCAA yeah. tournament. And each of those distills in those various settings, who the real champion is. And that doesn't happen so much in college football. You put them through the conference test and then boom, you put them in this tiny little four team field. And it's like, whoa, there's so many questions, you know, that aren't, that, well, that it's not equal. Well, and you don't schedule aggressively. Like we want to see more scheduling aggressively. And I do think this is a way, because if you're, if you're sitting there, it, 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 some of these teams are going to be eight and four that are getting in there. Right. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you're, uh, you don't know which team it's going to be in the beginning of the year. You're saying if you're Ohio state, if you're saying Iowa, if you're saying, you know, whoever, if you're, if you're Minnesota, you're sitting there saying, well, shit, we got to put some meat on our bone in yeah. case we lose some of these games that were still covered Yeah. to get in. It will be interesting to see what gets rewarded more. I mean, I think that's, a, that could be a double-edged sword. Some teams will try and take meat off the bone so they can get they can be 11 and one at the end of the regular season and a shoe in for one of the playoff spots. So they think, or some teams, I think that's kind of up to the committee to determine, but so far it's been that they prefer teams with less losses. I think that's the first most visible metric that people see. And so I think that actually discourages harder scheduling. Agreed. And, and, and I just think in general, let's talk fandom of the sport pulse of the sport. Yeah this 10 year composite or 11 year composite would have, you know, you would have had teams uh, from pretty much all over the country here. You would have, yes. Some of your smaller schools got fucked over like Houston would have been in a couple, should have been in a couple times. Boise should have been in a couple times and they were, they were not given the love that they deserved, but I'm talking uh, you, you do have West Virginia making two appearances. You got BYU making a couple appearances. You got UCF making, I think three appearances. You got uh, the Missouri tigers. You got, uh, Nebraska, you got Oregon, Oregon state, Colorado, you have, uh, you know, uh, Western Michigan and, and, and Northern Illinois would have made this. Yeah. Um, not only Kansas does, state twice. Yeah. Yeah. Not only d- does their inclusion like increase interest and investment from their fan bases, but the fact that the other teams in the tournament are put through put through the ringer that opens the door for them even more in that setting in the uh, large playoff setting to make their way through it with the Cinderella run, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that definitely creates huge investment from the whole fan bases. Whereas I think you're seeing a lot right now, disinterest for all the fan bases outside well, of like the, I think there's some that don't like college football because of the system Yeah. that aren't, that are probably big NFL there fans. Are lots. Yes. Of fans. So to me, like, oh, you start playing. I I went through this composite and Stanford had fucking like four games, 
four games. I think two or three of them were home games. So, and that's not even including a possible second round. If they won their first round, that's going to hit, you know, these people, I, 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 when I was bartending, I remember I talk about this all the time. Yeah. I would have customers come in, especially on the West coast and say that they, they didn't feel like they had a fair, a fair shake at it. They're like, they're, they don't invest in the sport because it's not fair to them. Yeah. So, so to me, like you'd be waking up way more yeah. fans and, and I just think it's, a, it'd be fantastic. They, so. they have, they have created like barriers to like gain access to the highest level of the sport that, you know, the, the effect of those barriers is that it creates disinterest. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's got a little NASCAR to it, you know, in certain pockets of the country. Yeah. Like you go, you go to New York city. I mean, shit, I've gone to New York city doing stand up and stuff and no one really gives a fuck about college football. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think you open up, I mean, not that a team is represented in New York city from here, but still if Rutgers got in one year, which they wouldn't on this composite, but yeah, it in general, I think to, 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 to enter the, to, to just be a fan from the outside. If you saw the fairness, then you would say, Hey, yeah, you know, and it doesn't even have to be what you did during the playoffs. It, it could be like you're sitting there at number 20 and it's week 10. That game is now interesting to you. Whereas currently it's not interesting. Yeah. You know, if you're a fan yeah. that wants to see your team go to the national championship, you're not interested if your team's already out. So, and I, I also think by doing this, by, by announcing these things, Barry Alvarez and, and, and Kevin Warren and Gene Smith, I do think with the exception to Notre Dame, it means they are secure in expansion because a, why would you negotiate your TV contract with Fox? If you knew you were going to add more teams, you wouldn't. Uh, that is why I think it means unless it's Notre Dame, I think that's the one thing, the one giant that could change everything. But I do think with this happening and Fox dictating the U, 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 UCLA and USC moves, you're saying that's a, that's an indicator that expansion is almost certainly going to happen. No, I'm saying it's not that expansion one. Oh, uh, because why negotiate the contract now? If you know, Stanford You're about playoff expansion or, no, conference. or conference expansion, okay. Stanford or a Cal and, and, and Oregon and Washington, they've already been calling the big 10. It, all it would take is the big 10 to, 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 to call them. And they would like, please take us because yeah. that's substantial amount of money. Yeah. Well, guess what? They would have already done that. And, and they would have already negotiated that uh, with Fox calling the shots and saying, you take USC and UCLA. Well, they would have already done it. So I think it tells us that they're not expanding unless it's Notre Dame. Interesting. So you think Fox's move was just, Hey, let's, let's do, let's even up the playing field to an extent by snagging UCLA and USC uh, to counter the Texas, Oklahoma pickup by the uh, sec. And then they see themselves kind of equal and they say, Hey, from here, let's expand this playoff. You guys take eight games. We take eight games or we cover eight games and we don't need to expand anymore because we have equal power to you. Well, I, I just think when you're negotiating your TV deal, why, if you knew you had ideas for Cal and Stanford or Washington, Oregon, wouldn't you have already pulled the plug knowing that they would come right now? That's true. Knowing I, that they I, would come I, right I now. I don't really understand. Like, I agree with you that, that that's been a, my question from the beginning is like, why, why wait on these teams? That, well, that's my point is that's why it makes me think that for sure it, unless the pact, you know, maybe, maybe 10 years down the road, maybe that changes, but for right now, moving forward for a little bit of stability here with this, with, I, I don't think they're adding unless it's Notre Dame, Notre Dame could be the one oh, yeah. thing Anyone that would will make add Notre yes, Dame if yes, they get the opportunity. Yes. Yeah. So 
I don't know. We just wanted to do a quick episode here. I, I, I shit 16 teams. Fuck it. Let's do it better than four. This invitational. It was, that's what's crazy though. It's still being invitational. Still no would. guidelines. Yeah. I yeah. want guidelines. All right. Can we get some guidelines? Well, I, I really want to, I want to, I'm going to do a deep dive. I want to see how many conference. I know that, you know, for all the reasons we just talked about, especially fan investment, you know, including all of the uh, conference champions is a, is preferable and probably from a, a fairness uh, standpoint, it's preferable, but among competitiveness, what is the cutoff or, or what is the, the least number of conference champions we could have where we would be satisfied? I I'm guessing with eight conference champions, like the top two group of five conference champions in any, any given year would be a must. I think you would need at least eight conference champion spots for us to be I, like, okay. I, one thing I, I, I think we need to highlight on though, is the East, uh, the, the bias against the West coast. You know what I mean? Like that is something I really, I growing up on the East coast, I, I always thought it existed then, but then moving here. And then I, I think the mountain West has been better than the AAC several years lately. Yeah. And I don't think they get that respect. And I, I think the PAC 12 is better than the I, I 100% agree with you. So, uh, you know, and they don't get that. And especially from a Heisman point of view, this oh. shit's been going on forever. And when you yeah. consider that the mountain West is like several state flagship schools in the Western you know, part of the United States and the number two schools in that part of the United States. Whereas, you know, some of the AAC teams are like the fourth, fifth best team in that state, yeah. you know, then yeah, it should be. Those teams should be probably a little better and yeah. they are, they just don't get the, well, that's what I'm saying. And that's yeah. the scary thought about this moving forward is, is the conflict of interest. And, and even though 16 teams, more playoff games, that's what we want. Shout out to Maddie. Ice says, love the hat. Patty C boom. All right, folks, subscribe to the college football experience. Cause we are talking college football year round each and every year. And uh, look, I mean, this was kind of an emergency pod back to the one thirty one. Hopefully you listen to the Oregon ducks and Notre Dame preview. Uh, we got some other ones. Obviously we're going through them all this summer, 131 teams, 131 podcasts, your team. If it hasn't already dropped, it's coming. So subscribe, tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube to the college football experience people. All right. Do us a salad. And also remember subscribe to the college basketball experience, man. I was looking at college basketball schedules earlier today. I'm getting excited. Yes. Only a couple months away. I think like 105 days or something away from college basketball, <laughs> subscribe to the college basketball experience. You know, we're always, we're always plotting and planning over here. Oh, subscribe yeah. to the sports gambling podcast as they continue to, to go through all 32 NFL teams with the solo podcast. You're about D- to get me excited for the NFL this year. There you go. Steel city. All right. Boom. Get one of those steel, uh, steel city beers. You ever had one of those steel city reserve? Is yeah, it? Yeah, man. Those are, when you're a broke comic doing there Pittsburgh, that's what you do. Drink right? a little piss. Yeah. There you go. Drink a little piss, right? <laughs> R. Kelly said that, right? <laughs> Come on. Uh, all right, folks, subscribe. Uh, if you if you can, go to Twitter and give us a five star review. If you do that, take a screenshot. Find me on Twitter at the Colby D, or find the College Football Experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. We'll send you a College Football Experience T shirt. It'll look like that if you're watching on YouTube. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. We are the College Football Experience and College Basketball Experience. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, all right, Patty C. Until uh, this 16 team thing, getting me excited though. I Ooh. will say that. I will say that. Look at this guy. He's finally, right. you, you finally made him a little happy here. A little bit. A little bit. Me, I'm like Brian Kelly. I'm getting excited for me and my family. All right. 
All right, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. I didn't come here to study. I didn't come here to study. It really sucks. Get the Olympics. Doesn't matter who wins, because they're all losers. It's easy to see a tide turn. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it.